In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah, I just want to say right off the bat that the very first thing uh, we are not doing on the first Sunday after Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, is gathering together to worship a mathematical formula. I think it's useful to remember how what we know now as the doctrine of the Holy Trinity uh, first emerged. First century observant temple Jews who knew that to worship anything but the living God was death-dealing idolatry, right, found themselves almost against their better judgment worshiping God in the person of Jesus. As it says in our snippet of a gospel for this morning, the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped him. And in Matthew, the most Jewish of all the gospels, this happens again and again and again. You shall have no other God but me. And yet, and yet they find themselves on their knees, pouring themselves out before the Jesus who pours himself out on them as peace-breathing love. All the theological reflection that's come down to us as three persons in one substance and all the rest is the working out in prayerful thought and reflection using the language of the day, in this case, Greek metaphysics, of this very encounter with God in Christ through the Holy Spirit. The encounter with the person of Jesus comes first. And the working out of the startling, strange, rather baffling implications of that encounter unfold through the centuries. I remember seeing, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the Olympic champion ice dancing pair, uh, Torval and Dean, do you remember them? The older people, the British folks? Nobody knows. I'm Canadian. I apologize. Okay. Uh, but they were at Ma Maple Leaf Gardens and um, at the height of their graceful prowess uh, when they were outperforming actually their iconic bolero routine with to Ravel. And it was breathtaking, uh, utterly enrapturing. The commentators didn't say a word for five minutes. And when it was over, and after the five-minute-long standing ovation, I remember seeing the markings they'd left behind on the freshly Zambonied ice uh, with their blades. A scribble of a spin here, long, slow swoops of a paired curve there, a chip of ice skittered to the corner where a pick had dug in. As a skater myself, I could read the marks left behind by Torval and Dean and see the rough outline of the routine. But it paled, paled 
in comparison to the actual experience of the dance itself. As Anglicans, we begin, like those first century followers of Jesus, with relationship with the God who is unconditional love. The God who is lover, beloved, and enrapturer. Doctrine might be seen as the scuff marks on the ice left behind by the dance of love, looping traces of lover, beloved, and enrapturer, invitations to dancing encounter. That's why we say with Prosper of Aquitaine, Lex Orandi, Lex Credendi, praying shapes believing. Through daily prayer, weekly worship in common, pondering and dwelling on God's holy word as revealed to us in scripture, self-forgetful service to others in the spirit of sacrificial love and witnessing like the folks in the parade to justice and peace for all, we deepen our relationship with God so that the dance steps hinted at, the dance steps pointed to, by the doctrine of the one and three and the three in one, might come to be danced, lived out, and reveal themselves in our own very lives. Not as mere abstraction. The amazing thing about as the fountain of life and source of all being, right now, the come-as-you-are banquet has been in full swing since the foundation of the world. And so the divine dance of lover, beloved, and enrapture is not something we cook up, but something we slip into, participate in, and live from. That's why in our reading from Genesis, we see that marked contrast between the one-way divine fiats, the let there be's, right? Light, a dome, waters, living creatures, creeping, crawling things, and all the rest. Let there be, let there be, let there be, let there be. We see the contrast between those let there be's and the sudden eruption of the let us make. Let us make when God fashions humankind in God's image and after God's likeness. You see, to be a human being, to make the journey into being a truly human human being, a human being saturated with the love of God, is to cooperate with God's presence and action in our life through our freely given consent, our yes to God's work in us. We make the journey from image as mere potential to ever more deeply realized Christ-likeness, each in our own unique way. As my soccer coach used to say, the first day of practice in the middle of August, you've got a lot of potential. But potential just means you haven't done anything yet. <laughs> That's what discipleship is, that movement, that movement from image into ever deeper likeness with Christ, each one of us. We consent to our undiminishable belovedness received in the grace of baptism and let that love work on us, breathe 
over the chaotic depths of our unruly lives, that we might come to manifest more clearly what love looks like in this peculiar blood, bone, and sinew instancing with all of its fruits and foibles, its family history, its genetic inheritance, its perfectly dappled potpourri of unrepeatable unique gifts and besetting weaknesses. Breathed upon by love, touched by love, healed by love, transfigured even by love. What does the new song, this is my question for us, what does the new song God is singing in Christ look like and sound like in this body when we let its music dance us away from self-enclosure in service to the other? Who is born when those diminishing stories of fear, scarcity, lack, and not enough go under the waters of baptism and we live instead from heaven's ripping belovedness as who we really are. What happens when love's at the center of each and every life? This, thanks be to God, is the Spirit's work in us, not something we accomplish under our own steam. We can't manufacture the Holy Spirit with a little good cheer or conjure her with a dash of plastic enthusiasm. No, instead we, we open, we allow, receive, and consent to the Spirit's sweep over the dark and choppy waters of our life so that who we are called to be might be lured, might be elicited, drawn forth from the fabric of our life. As St. Paul writes in the letter to the Romans, likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with groanings too deep for words. Paul, Paul, that master of prayer, who was taken up into the third heaven. He says he doesn't know who it was, but it was Paul. He's taken up into the third heaven. Tells us that even he doesn't know how to pray. That it's the Spirit's strong work in him in the midst of his weakness, his not knowing. So what does it mean to pray as a Christian if our real situation is not even knowing with Paul how to pray? That is startling. What happens when we willingly enter that space where it is not for you to know the times or periods of the Father that the Father has set by his own authority that, it, that we heard in the book of Acts a couple of weeks ago. It's not for you to know. Turns out that not knowing how to pray means, in fact, we have finally begun. We're finally last, least, lost, and little enough for the potter to do the potter's work. Not having everything pinned down in theological formulations, not having everything buttoned up, that opens us to the work 
of the spirit that blows we know not where. Methods and techniques go out the window and our prayer becomes a simple Samuel-esque, here I am. <laughs> we let prayer and the music pray us. We let praise praise. We let thanksgiving itself give thanks. Thomas Merton, uh, no stranger to parades and revelry. Is it? It's a risky thing to pray, and the danger is that our very prayers get between God and us. The great thing in prayer is not to pray, but to go directly to God. If saying your prayers is an obstacle to prayer, cut it out. The best way to pray is stop. Let prayer pray within you whether you know it or not. In you whether you know it. Another name. So he wasn't Thomas Merton, he was Father Louis. And Father Louis's way here is to remind us in some of his very last words, his very last words to the faithful, that truly to pray is simply to be. Truly to pray is simply to be. To be present to the presence, to open the hand of thought, to turn aside, take off our shoes, and come home to the splendor of God's radiant, effervescent, effulgent presence. Sun, moon, stars, bird song, dung beetle, car horn, parade noise, crabgrass, burgeoning forth in God's good, good, very good, marvelous, everywhere all at once happening. Knowing too much, talking too much, confusing faith with carnival barker certainty, all of these habits get in the way of letting God do God's work in us. To truly understand the Trinity, to stand under it, to have it live itself in us, is to enter into relationship with God. The God we see revealed to us in Jesus. Sweet, easy yoke. Let the little children come to me laying out of hands and blessing Jesus. From encounter with him, we're swept up into the divine dance of lover, beloved, and enrapturer. We leave the formulas and the bad math behind and taste instead the arms flung wide calling of all people, all people from every tribe and language and nation into warm embrace. Consenting to God's presence and action letting ourselves be loved just as we are. Before we've prettied up the picture, figured it out, done the math, or gotten our ducks in a row. Letting ourselves be loved opens the door to the work of the Spirit in us, the work of love in us. Knowing in our bones the trustworthiness of God's unconditional love for us, it dawns that if this is true for me, it's also true for you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and the people in the parade. 
each one, regardless of race, class, sexual orientation, or gender identity, each one touched, touched with a Pentecost flame of belovedness, singing in their native tongue, rainbowed feather boas and leather chaps included. What else is there to do from that place? From that place, what else is there to do but greet each other with a holy kiss? Amen.